Well, back in the winter, I was doing a track by track with either Grant Gordy or Joe K. Walsh, and they happened to mention that Mr. Sun was getting ready to record the Nutcracker Suite in March as part of a grant they had been given. And of course, my ears popped right up, and I've been anxiously following the whole thing for several months. And we're getting closer to the December 1st. <laughs> release and as you may be able to hear in the background there there's someone with me and that would be the one and only daryl langer so daryl hey how are you hey peter wow it's uh, thanks for having me on this is great yeah we're pretty excited it's it's any second really this this thing is gonna as they say in the business drop although i'm not sure if that's really a you know the right word for it i think it's gonna go up rather than down it's uh, absolutely yeah we're um <laughs> we have recorded and will tour um, the uh, Duke Ellington version of the Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. So uh, that's, you know, yeah, and it, adding another layer to everything here. But um, yeah, Mr. Sun uh, decided to stringify uh, Duke Ellington's great, incredible, legendary uh, big band version of Tchaikovsky. Kowski's Nutcracker Suite, and uh, I was unaware of this. I don't know how many people are really aware that Duke Ellington recorded and, and rewrote it uh, pretty much uh, with the help of Billy Strayhorn, of course, who was Duke Ellington's right-hand man. Uh, the, the legendary Ellington band, and this was in 1960, which is a little bit before a lot of people's time. Uh, I happen to remember 1960, but not that well. <laughs> I was only seven at the time. But, um, and I didn't know about that, uh, uh, but in, incredibly, uh, Joe actually heard it on a, some streaming service or something, and he said, man, that's amazing, which it is. It's incredible. And he said, man, we should do that. You know, we should, we could just, we could play that. And uh, he was right, although it took a lot of work. It took all, you know, we actually, this project has eaten about a year of our lives at this point, but I think we're at the edge of the, the place where we get to you know just enjoy it by performing it and um, in front of people and I think people are going to love it because it's so cool. Well I want to talk about how this all started but Daryl let's just start of course you said you were not aware of it at the age of seven back in 1960. <laughs> what kind of music were you listening to before you in the early 70s oh, you know, joined up with Grisman? Uh-huh. Well, I was listening to everything. You know, the Beatles was, were, were the group that woke me up to music and got me interested in playing music. Uh, I thought, man, if those guys could do it, I could probably do it too. Um, <laughs> which was really silly, but um, it, it did work for me wildly. Um, and, uh, you know, right place, right time kind of thing. I, you know, my family moved to the San Francisco Bay Area in 1967, and, and there was a lot of, you know, great radio going on out there. You know, it's kind of a legendary time for radio in general and a legendary place. And so, yeah, I was listening to everything. You know, uh, Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix and Beatles and, you know, everything else that was going on. Cal Jader, um, there was a big jazz scene in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I'd, I'd come up playing, you know, trying to play classical violin and, and failing miserably, but um, I moved into... Uh, 
fiddling when I heard a rock band called C Train, which featured famously featured Richard Green and Peter Rowan uh, in the same band, um, and they were playing uh, they were playing rocked out stuff, and they did Orange Blossom Special and all that stuff for a fourteen year old kid. Uh, you know, that was just, you know, that was catnip, you know, musical catnip. And that, that got me interested in, in doing everything else on the violin that you could do besides classical music. And uh, I was sort of already ruined for any kind of pure style. I really got into bluegrass and I got into, you know, contest fiddling, Texas fiddling, and that kind of stuff. But um, really, there was no, for me, um, it just seemed like, there was so much going on in every sphere of music and it all sounded like melody, harmony and rhythm to me, you know, I could see, hear the different accents and the different choice of notes and rhythms uh, that were sort of common to styles, but, you know, you know, the Beatles had already ruined it for me. <laughs> like they, they were combining so many different kinds of music and, and it just worked. It worked so well and it was so beautiful. and. and uh, so that was, you know, that was my thing. And then uh, doing that in, uh, you know, my little college town in California on, on the beach there uh, was fun. And uh, I just happened to be living pretty close to where David Grisman was living. And of course, David and Richard Green had a group uh, that were doing original stuff and Duke Ellington and all this crazy stuff, just completely taking music from every era, especially American music, North American music, and just, you know, just turning it into string band music. And when I saw that, um, I said, this is the music I was born to play. And so I found a way to get to David. And uh, at that point, um, he was sort of between bands. And, and that was when uh, he and I and Todd Phillips and a bass player named Joe Carroll were able to uh, start the David Grisman Quintet, which became a band, a viable band, when Tony Rice decided he wanted to play this music and moved out from Kentucky and joined, <laughs> joined and made the group happen, you know? So that was, that's in a nutshell, kind of, you know, early stuff, you know, but Ellington was always on my radar as a force, musical force. I think any musician, who plays, you know, certainly jazz and just about any other kind of music, sort of at some is dealing with Ellington, knowingly or unknowingly, because he just he invented so many ways of expressing American music, and it's it's so deeply embedded in in the music that we play that it's really um, it's sometimes it's hard to see, you know, it's hard to see because he's like, you know, he's like you know, the air, you know, or like if we're swimming in the musical water, you know, he is, he's, he's like the salt in the water, something like that. So that's, that's really cool that we were able to identify this really amazing, pretty long, it's a 45 minute suite. It's like, it's Tchaikovsky, right? But it's not, it's just completely different and you know it's it's radical and you can find you, know, you can find the recording and it's it's worth listening to the original Ellington I think you know it's I mean very much so because it's so satisfying and he had all the great maniacal you know people in his band like uh, Johnny Hodges and uh, 
you know, uh, all those guys. Um, it's just, it was a great, it was one of the great periods in that band that went on for 50 years, right? And I think it's still going, but it's the, obviously Ellington is not at the helm. Anyway, um, when Joe heard this suite, you know, on, uh, on the radio, uh, you know, we, we thought, oh yeah, we gotta do this. This is gonna be great. You know, we're just gonna translate the whole thing into the string band. And, and weirdly enough, you know, that's kind of in the air right now because um, my, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Gabe, my buddy Gabe Witcher, a fiddle player uh, who just left the Punch Brothers to do other things. And one of the things he just did was um, arrange Copeland's Rodeo, which is a dance piece um, for bluegrass band. So kind of bringing it back, revernacularizing Rodeo. Uh, and and performed it with the Martha Graham Dance Company in California. Gosh. That that was amazing. And of course, Bela is you know he's working on Rhapsody in Blue. You know he's coming out with that. So something's in the air right now. You know it's like the big the string band, the American string band is like like a big amoeba, and we're reabsorbing <laughs> musical culture. We're gonna we're gonna take it over and, and just like put everything into the context of the string band. Anyway, so that's. That's our little part of that has been to that. And it's what a project. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not leaving you any space to talk, but uh, I am just so excited about this thing. And we've been working on it for so long. It's like, you know, my air that I'm breathing so much. Uh, but, uh, well, let me just jump you know, in it's here. It's really taking a lot of work. Yeah. yeah and you, We've talked about Joe. That's Joe K. Walsh, of course. And Joe came up with the idea of doing this and brought it to you and Grant Gordy and also Aiden O'Donnell. So, yeah. And that's the group known as Mr. Sun. And you've been out Mr. Sun, you know, which for is a number of years these at this point. We're pretty much at our 10 year anniversary, although it's kind of unofficial. But yeah. So, this is a major undertaking. So this isn't something that four professional musicians can just do out of their own pocket. So I suspect it probably took a little bit of financial support. That was really interesting, you know, because, um, you know, usually, I mean, traditionally, although this is pretty much over, unless you're Beyonce or somebody, um, you know, the record company would step in and fund the project. Well, that's not happening for independent artists anymore. But we were able to, um, through my ongoing relationship with, with the Freshgrass Festival up in North Adams, Massachusetts, uh, and the people that run Freshgrass are also very involved with an amazing art museum in Western Massachusetts. I like to call it the West Coast of Massachusetts because it's pretty close to the Hudson River. But uh, it's this amazing art museum that is also, you know, they have a festival uh, called Freshgrass and it it's about acoustic and roots Americana music. And uh, I've been, they've had me there every year for, for about 10 years now, actually, you know, so it's like the, the Mr. Sun anniversary and the Freshgrass anniversary are, are pretty, pretty close together. But um, they have a foundation. They have a foundation that actually funds composition projects in 
string and string you know American string band style which is fantastic they've given funding to Jerry Douglas and and Sierra uh, let's see Sarah uh, Sarah Jaros actually has been funded and Aoife O'Donovan uh, just you know the usual suspects all these you know brilliant young uh, musicians uh, and they this last year they funded us they gave us the money and supplied a recording studio where we could make the the record and that was key you know to be able to actually do this at a level that it deserved to be done because um, it's yeah it's, it was a lot of work uh, you know really boiling down big band parts and it's not you know just a bunch of chords you know it's 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 these horn parts different horn parts who's going to play the trumpets for instance oh well mandolins sound good as trumpets and Fiddles probably, you know, work as saxophones, but, you know, who's doing the trombone? <laughs> Jerry Douglas, of course, you know. Uh, yeah, trombone and the dober have a lot in common. They're both. <laughs> Jerry referred to the trombone as the guessing stick, <laughs> right? And, and, I mean, there's actually, with dober, you get a clue because there's some fret lines that, you know, they're not actual frets, but they're lines. But... Uh, that was cool. We had Jerry in for a thing, and it was just yeah. So the Freshgrass Foundation and Mass Mocha itself, the, the museum, uh, put up some money for us to to do this and provided you know the studio. So that we were able to really sink our teeth into this thing and you know spend the time that it deserved to really make this thing great and and worthy of you know <laughs> doing right because you know you don't just like you know just like waltz in there and go like oh okay we're just gonna play some duke ellington and plays you know tchaikovsky you've got to it's got to be you know it's got to stand up to you know everything you know tchaikovsky for god's sake you know he's <laughs> like how those melodies are with us they're never gonna leave you know as long as humans you know are playing music we're gonna have the nutcracker suite to contend with <laughs> well i'm um, curious daryl obviously ellington had to arrange this and so yeah. to the jew so did you approach this as the quartet with the arrangement or were you sectioning off who's going to do what? How did that work? Yeah. Well, you know, big bands, you know, we all know kind of how big bands function. You know, have the, they have like five, you know, and anywhere between five and eight saxophones. And there's a whole bunch of trumpets over there. And there's, you know, the bass and drums over there and then the piano and then, you know, more horns of various kinds, You've got the trombones, all that stuff. So that's, you know, how do you fit that into a um, acoustic string band format? Well, uh, we did add <laughs> players, you know. Um, it, we, uh, you know, when we were recording, uh, Joe and Grant actually overdubbed a lot of mandolins. And we had a, a guest mandolinist, uh, mandolin play, player from uh, the uh, Lonely Heart String Band. Um, yeah, Maddie Whitler also helped out with that. Uh, with the fiddles, um, they were doing double duty because there was some, some of it was, you know, saxophones, high saxophones, low saxophones, um, different kind of horns. There were some trombone parts that got played by uh, both myself. Uh, we had Brittany Haas, John Mylander, 
and a young, brilliant young fiddler, uh, Sammy Bryman. Uh, as a section, we recorded some of that, you know, that's like these, you know, big, big, big sections, you know, like a big band. And then I did uh, some additional overdubbing with like lots of different um, kinds of violins. So on the record, you know, it sounds pretty big. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, virtual musicians going and they're coming in and these, these really incredible harmonies uh, are ha happening. That that was amazing, you know, just figuring out, we had access to a score for this. This is a pretty popular piece to play for, like, um, you know, college bands, jazz band, big bands, things like that. I mean, that's pretty much the only place you can afford to have a big band is in college at this point. But they're, they're playing a lot, so you, you can get, you, we bought the score. The clefs, you know, and the ranges were all wacky for, for strings, you know, that was, one of the hardest parts. It was like trying to translate, uh, you know, your favorite Russian novel <laughs> into uh, into English or something like that. So um, that was a lot of that was most of the you know the pre the prep work was like figuring out who was going to play which parts and then figuring out what those even with the music it was it was difficult because we were transposing and uh, doing all this crazy stuff and I you know. With I've had a lot of experience with this kind of project with, with when we were doing the Turtle Island String Quartet, the Jazz String Quartet that kind of changed everything. So um, we were always doing like big, you know, projects using a lot of arranging and, and uh, you know, written out stuff uh, along with the improvising and jazz soloing. But um, Joe and Grant uh, hadn't really done a big project like that before. They totally stepped up we all we each took like two arrangements from the suite and said okay you know you do these two and i'll do these two and i wound up doing an extra one because uh <laughs> my uh, uh my partner sharon gilchrist who's a wonderful mandolin player but she's also knows knows her music and she said terrell you've never even gone to a Nutcracker Suite Ballet, you've never even seen the thing, not even on TV. And I'm going, yeah, but, you know, I don't, should I? I don't know. <laughs> and she said, yes, you should. Let's go. You know, so last, last December we went to the Nashville production of the Nutcracker Suite, which is a big deal. Um, you know, they've been doing this thing for like 50 years, maybe more. And there's like a constant stream. It's like they have farm clubs, you know, and there's like, you know, it's funny. You go there and the, the little sisters of the kids that are on stage are running around in the aisles with their tutus on. And their kids, they're going to be there, you know, like two years, they're going to be like doing this. They're going to be doing the thing. It's, a, it's like fiddle camp, except, you know, much been going on much longer and it's a much bigger deal. So that's great. Uh, um, so that was that was kind of a revelation, and uh, then you know there's a lot more music than just the official suite that gets played. There's you know the ballet, the ballet goes on for like a couple of hours, and so I heard another thing in the in the ballet, uh, a scene that that sounded almost like Coltrane could have like taken it and done something with it. So it was really very cool part. So um, I took. An, an additional section of the ballet and just turned it into a, like a dog music piece, basically. It's kind of a tribute to my own boss, David Grisman. 
Um, we just made it sound like dog music. Da- Grant, of course, played with David uh, later in, a, in the thing. I played with David for the first 10 years, and then Grant came in a few years later. So, you know, it's the whole suite plus a little extra, but it's all, it's all on the strings, it's, and it's, it's pretty close. Um, this was a Billy Strayhorn production, really. He completely, um, you know, he wrote the, th- he rewrote everything, you know, and Ellington just, you know, sort of turned Billy loose on this thing. And, um, of course, Billy was kind of a, he was a genius. He went to Peabody. He was, he was like a real school musician who knew everything, including how to get Ellington's sound, because Ellington already had his thing. And Strayhorn was able to, um, you know, just figure that out, do it, you know, and that was one of the great partnerships in, in music for sure. Um, so that's what we were working with. We were, I realized, we were like getting inside the mind of Billy Strayhorn and man, that guy, what a sense of humor, what an amazing, uh, incisive and just brilliant approach to Tchaikovsky. Well, of course, Strayhorn had to listen to Tchaikovsky as he worked on this and then created it with Ellington. Did all four of you do what you did? And, you know, you actually went and saw Tchaikovsky's version and you had listened to Ellington. But did you encourage the other three to just go back and source? Oh, I didn't have to encourage anybody. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have to encourage. Everybody was on board. You know, the, Mr. Sun is sort of like a band of equals and everybody's a monster. In fact, <clears throat> I hadn't gotten to this, but Aiden O'Donnell, our bass player, uh, was like the star student at the conservatory in Royal Scotland Conservatory of Music, and he was doing jazz at that time. Just one of the most amazing bassists on that continent or any continent. And um, he actually, his first gig out of out of college after graduated cum laude and you know honors and everything was touring the big band version of the Ellington Strayhorn Nutcracker wow. in Europe all over <laughs> Europe they, they spent a month like taking it around so somebody in this band really knew you know the, the piece very intimately I mean from man as a bass player you got to know what you're doing so uh, that was invaluable you know having Aiden as sort of this reference and he did um he did some of the most beautiful and very, uh, yeah, he really stripped it down to just beautiful essentials. He really did some very beautiful arranging on his part. Uh, he did the overture, which is, you know, you got to hit with like something, you know, I mean, that when you hit, that's the overture, you know, it starts the whole thing. So, you know, that's why it's an overture. But uh, he did that and uh, something called the entract, which was sort of, Snort thing because um, I think Strayhorn was really into uh, musicals. Uh, there's not really an entract in, in the Nutcracker, in the original Nutcracker, even though there could be because it's a two 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 act thing. Entract means between the acts, so the entract kind of took the overture themes and uh, kind of ripped them apart and put them back together upside down and stuff. So Aiden took those, but you know Grant actually went back to some of the original Tchaikovsky. Too, um, <laughs> you know, Grant is <clears throat> one of the great 
geniuses of guitar and you see he keeps developing every time i play with him it's like you know it's almost like a different guy he's so amazing just moving so fast and uh, really you know privileged to be around that guy i think you know he's his stature i think you know as people will eventually recognize him as somebody equal to you know any of the other great guitar players i've been privileged to play with but um yeah, he uh, he somehow drew lot. You know, I mean, we we sort of decided. I don't know how we decided who was going to do what, but Grant ended up with like the two. You know, Grant's a, kind of a chord genius. I mean, that's one of the things you do on guitar, right? Is you make up chords. You know, like crazy chords. It's just one of the things that guitar kind of is good at doing. But it's like solving problems because you know just the tuning of the guitar and all that stuff. But uh, he picked the two tunes. Two, the two tunes in the suite that had the least amount of chords. So he really had to do a different thing. Um, he had to, to like thematically manipulate the thing and um, very much in the spirit of Strayhorn, you know, he, he took um, Yangtze Daddle, uh, which is of course, uh, that was another thing we did was, um, you know, rename all the pieces of the suite because that's what Strayhorn did too. Alex and Strayhorn, famously you know on everything they did would would do these silly funny names for stuff they were very creative in naming the pieces and uh you know ellington and Stray, they they named every they renamed all the pieces from the suite so the chinese dance the dash chinoise which you know Tchaikovsky, the whole russia was so into french culture at that time so they had to have a dance chinoise uh, which is french for chinese dance which is you know got his own problems but uh it's still music and um so um they called it uh what did they call it? i don't know i can't remember what they called it but it was, it was something funny and grant just retitled it yangtze doddle which is s silly enough to probably be okay uh what else did we do we I, yeah um uh, they did the the march, which um, Ellington Strayhorn retitled uh, "Peanut Brittle," uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, "Peanut Brittle Brigade." Right? Who knows why? So uh, Joe did that one and retitled it. Uh, uh, what it was a pea shooter parade. So <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it, just retitling them and stuff. Okay. Well, we're going to go through each of the 10 tracks. And you mentioned that Aiden was responsible for the first one, Overture. So let's yeah. give that a listen and then we can come back. Great. Thank you. 
the first track of the new album from Mr. Sun, titled Mr. Sun Plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite, out on December 1st. Yeah. And you can pick it up over on Bandcamp as a digital download as well as CD. Now, yeah, and it'll be, it should be in vinyl by the time we release this um, fantastic interview. Yeah, you can get that on Bandcamp too. And I suspect if you go to the Mr. Sun website, it'll pop right up as well. Yep. Yeah. If we have it together in any way whatsoever, you should be able to buy this record very easily. Well, we are going to go through all the tracks. And we talked about how Aiden was responsible for the first track. Now, when he presented it, I'm curious how this works. Did he have all of your parts already assigned? Yes, or? everybody, you know, okay. yeah, he figured out who did what. And that, you know, that particular piece is a true miniature. It's so well put together, you know, that, you know from big band to that size group, because that can be played by us without any additional help, um, that piece. And it's, it's just a perfect little, you know, compression of the thing i'm really impressed with with uh, how he did that and it's just a great way to start out because it kind of sneaks in a little bit you know? and uh, I, of course i i transcribed johnny hodge's famous bridge on that pretty close to the beginning there's a thing that johnny comes in and plays just johnny hodges you know uh, just one of the great saxophone players of all time and uh, so I, you know i had to Play that myself so i i went ahead and transcribed it and just played it the way it should be played and well it should always be played fair enough yeah well we're coming up to the second track pea shooter pair parade rather <laughs> yeah. march 
Yeah, which was, yeah, as, as we just mentioned uh, right before this, uh, yeah. Origi uh, so Trey Strayhorn's title for this, uh, and Ellington, I've mentioned they both got into it. I, I can see them just cackling over these names uh, together. And uh, yeah, that was Peanut Brittle Brigade, and of course that is the march. And I guess there's something about Peanuts in the original ballet, but I have no idea what. Anyway, this one's kind of a burner. It's got parts, it's got mandolins, it's got... Yeah, it was really fun to kind of, it was like a sled ride, you know, down a steep mountain. And who was responsible for this one? This is Joe Walsh's arrangement. Thank you. 
the second track on the new album from Mr. Sun. Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite, and that's out December 1st. And I should point out, on December 1st, as is the case most First Fridays, 100% of the proceeds go right to the artist. So if you're looking to pick up a copy of this album, picking it up on December 1st would be a great thing. Be a great thing for us. Yeah, that's one of the great. Yeah, you know, it's one of the great things about Bandcamp in general. If you're not familiar with Bandcamp, it's a, it's a great, um, you know, clearinghouse for independent musicians, and it, it's it's a, probably the best. Fun, you know, if you're gonna sell your records, it's the best way to do it. I think I I totally, um, in love with those guys. They really, you know, they just have really created a great platform for independent musicians to, to do what they need to do, you know, which is get their music out. It's yeah, a big change from how it was back when you started out and just in the last 20 years, yeah. even it's <clears throat> revolutionized. Oh, yeah. and of course with streaming, you know, artists aren't, don't really make any money from just streaming. So thank goodness for yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, buying a CD, and this this is a recent post. A bunch of people have been posting this is going around. You probably saw it. Uh, yeah, there's something like you know, <laughs> if you buy a CD from the artist, you know, they make 500 times uh, what um, they would have after just from 5,000 plays streaming on, on one of the big streaming services. Mm -hmm. uh, although there are services uh, such as I'm going to just name them. Title is actually probably the streaming service of choice for musicians at this point, because there's a lot fairer deal. Um, I think, uh, in fact, I think the big one, uh, who I won't mention, but whose name begins with S, is uh, I think they've just restructured their deal. So if you don't get a certain number of streams, they take just the money that you made from those streams, which is probably about, you know, even if you make a hundred, you do a hundred streams, you probably make like one tenth of one cent. And they just, apply it to whoever's the most popular artist in your genre that they've decided the genre that you're in so it's like okay yeah sure okay yeah right. i know a band down in arkansas about 10 years ago they released an album and instead of putting their five thousand dollars into radio promotion they decided to pay the company that starts with S, $5,000 promoted on their behalf, but they asked their fan base, hey, would you mind just listening to this album? Because the more streams it gets, the more we we will get our money back. And so their fans yeah. played the album nonstop for 24 hours, enjoying the music. But Spotify said, hey, this isn't right. And they canceled the contract and kept the $5,000. So kept the five thousand, of course. Kept the five thousand, yeah. That's, that's what it's about. It's about money, not about music. For those guys. So yeah, it's uh, so companies like Tidal really are doing it right. Yeah, I mean they're doing it as right as it can be done. You know, I think, and and you know, there's still problems, but uh, those guys are really, you know, they at least they care about the music, which yeah. is kind of cool. But again, best way to really support the artist is by going over to Bandcamp and yeah. picking it up. Yeah. Well, we are going track by track with Daryl Anger from Mr. Sun, and we're coming up to the third track, Reedy, Rulin', Rootin', Pipey, Ripey, Waltz. <laughs> now, this was the, the dance of the Merlatons, right? Which, what is a, Mer a Merlaton? A Mer Merlaton, besides being like 
like a French dessert again, like you know the Fran you know they were kind of obsessed with French at that point. Um, <laughs> is a is a reed pipe. It's a like a sort of like the you know the the Peruvians you know with a little reed. <laughs> no, I'd rather be a forest than a reed or something. And so, uh, yeah. So that that was the. <laughs> the, the Ellington's and Strayhorn's title, they got, they got out with this one. Uh, they, they called it the, the Caliputi Tootie Toot Toot Toot, which the record company shortened to Tootie Toot Toot Toot. Much shorter than uh, Caliputi. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they thought it meant something, which maybe it does. Who knows? Anyway, so that was my uh, inspiration to go even sillier. So that's my, you know, being down here in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, I had to go old Reedy McCready's Reedy. McCready's Rootin' Tootin', High Flutin', whatever it was. <laughs> I forget. It's too early in the morning. But, um, yeah, anyway, so this is Dance of the Merlotons. And uh, I thought, man, well, what, what would Strayhorn do, you know, if he had a string band, you know? Maybe he would, like, put it in 6-8, maybe make it into a waltz. Now this is cool because the law of conservation of waltzes dictates that if you turn something that is a, originally a waltz into, a, for, say, a walk, uh, walking bass, you know, like four four, then some other, some other thing, you know, it's like the law of conservation of energy, you know, something, some other thing has to become a waltz. So this is what became a waltz because of something else, which we'll get to. So. Yeah, so I thought, man, there's, you know, there's like little, you know, little reed pipes and merlotons floating around here. It's good. It's kind of like a reeds, right? Reeds in a lake? Sure. Okay, like, what if, but what if it's a really deep lake and there's like monsters at the bottom of the lake? So that's kind of my approach to this. Thank you. 
third track on the brand new album from Mr. Sun. Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite. And that one was arranged by Daryl Anger, whom we're speaking with as we go through each of the tracks on this new album out December 1st, out on Bandcamp. You can pick it up digitally or CD or vinyl as well. And they'll get it mailed off to you or download however you want to make your purchase and support great acts like this. And again, we're here with Daryl Anger. The other members of Mr. Sun are Joe K. Walsh, Grant Gordy, and Aiden O'Donnell. And they're kind of unofficially celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Mr. Sun being out there. And what better way to do it than doing like a completely life-consuming, exhausting project, like you know, recreating a big, you know, big version of Tchaikovsky. I think, you know, couldn't have, couldn't have thought of a better thing, really. <laughs> now, I should point out, you recorded this in March, but you actually premiered it at Fresh Grass in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the deal, you know, that we, you know, because, you know, that's part of Fresh Grass's deal that every year they premiere... Um, you know, a couple of things that they've commissioned um, that f- from various artists uh, who I mentioned earlier. But um, so we were part of that program, and that was exciting because we got to get additional players. We were, um, got the funding to uh, get, um, you know, some f- former students from Berkeley College. Uh, we got three great uh, violinists and uh, three fantastic mandolin players. Um, and Berkeley is, you know, at this point, they're churning out the string players like crazy. Really, you know, people, you know, you don't just go to a college to learn music. You, you go to a college to, to get together, you know, with other like-minded people and then start your band, right? You know, and groups like Lake Street Drive, that was not a, not a Berkeley project, but right down the street, NEC, New England Conservatory of Music, that's where they got together, and then the same for uh, you know, Crooked Still, uh, college bands that went on to greatness. And, of course, Molly Tuttle's group uh, has a couple of people uh, that were uh, my former students. And, of course, John Mylander went there, who uh, appears on this record, and he's got so many things going. John's amazing. So it was, it's really great to have, and, and Freshcast has maintained a you know, pretty close relationship with Berkeley. Um, for the last eight or nine years. So it all fit together so beautifully, you know, and, and so we really have, you know, expanded band. We had six additional people. It was a 10 piece, it was a big band. It was a 10 piece string big band that uh, really nailed a lot of these arrangements so beautifully for that premiere. Uh, so that's that's very cool. And uh, yeah, what's, what's our next one anyway? Peter, well, we're coming we're up to, to Yangtze Doddle. Okay, so this is Grant. This is Grant Grant Gordy's, you know, um, (laughs) thing. And, you know, Grant has one of the most amazing senses of humor on the planet. And uh, he really, you know, I think that he and if if Strayhorn was alive, he and and Billy would really have a good, good laugh over this. I think they would really connect over Grant's, you know, you know, because Grant just took it even farther uh so this is this is uh kind of a you know an absurdist sort of piece anyway and uh, 
uh, Strayhorn did some really interesting things with it, and Grant has just kind of like gone completely left. I just, you know, he kind of featured me on it, so <laughs> it was really fun. I just got to tell you how crazy it was. So this is this is the humor humor aspect of of all this stuff. Young C. Doddle, the fourth track on the new album, Mr. Sun Plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite, out December 1st over at Bandcamp. And I know that Mr. Sun did a little tour this fall. Will you be touring behind the album once the album's out? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a big tour in December, which is a little scary because, you know, people get pretty busy in December, but we're hoping to, you know, I think this is something that we're going to be able to, you know, revisit every year for at least four or five years. Um, you know, we just can't cover the entire country in uh, in one Christmas season. So we're, uh, you know, we're doing uh, the Northeast and we're doing uh, California uh, this December. And then as come around, we're actually playing a couple of festivals where we're uh, doing this the same thing. Music festivals. We're playing the Big Ears Festival down there in Knoxville. 
and uh, Wintergrass Festival in the West, where we're you know specifically playing this thing. But really, you know, it seems like because it's Tchaikovsky, the Nutcracker, it's sort of seasonal. Although I think Ellington sort of blew that out of the water to some extent. But I think anytime you hear the Nutcracker, you think Christmas. So we're just sort of focusing on, on that season to to tour this stuff so we can't be everywhere in in one month so hopefully we can come do the southeast uh in 2024 if everybody's still here and um we hope to visit you guys and uh you know just keep filling in parts of the country until every every human being in the entire country has heard this has been subjected and then start <laughs> again yeah yeah start over again just like the painting the golden gate bridge yeah. you know, they, they finished finish one end and then they start at the other end and paint it again well we're coming up to the fifth <laughs> track on this album sugared rum sparamead also known as dance yeah. of the sugar plum fairy two sugar plum fairies walk into a bar now the this we really went with the premise with 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 straight orange premise on this, which is totally turned it upside down, right? Because you know the sugar plum fairy is this little celeste, which is a little ding 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 ding, right? So Strayhorn used a couple of baritone saxes as a duet for this, and and put a like like a blues shuffle under it, so that. We said, man, we're going with that. We, we're going to do this as exactly as we possible, considering that we don't have drums or piano or baritone saxes. But we figured it out. Um, you know, uh, this is something that I've, I've done for many, many years. You know, and I did with Turtle Island is like duplicating a drum set, rhythm section with uh, bowed strings. So I'm the drummer. <laughs> the violinist is the drummer, and I play on my patented uh, baritone violin, which is tuned an octave down. It's the equivalent of a cello, basically, with the uh, with the E string on it. So that's that's the vibe. And uh, also, there's a very iconic uh, Paul Gonzalez uh, tenor saxophone solo on this, which I also transcribed and uh, uh, you know played. Pretty much note for note, which because you know, I mean, hey, those guys, you know, they're they're they were geniuses, and uh, they should be, it should be played. Although you know, a lot of this stuff is improvised. I think you know, Grant's solo is improvised and it's brilliant, and Joe's solo on the mando cello because we were going low. Um, <laughs> the sugar plum fairies are very large; they cannot leave the ground um, in this uh, in this. Uh, little <laughs> movie, musical movie. Uh, but yeah, so that um, that that was our approach, you know, just just really, you know, kind of going with the vibe. And this this is basically Joe's Joe Walsh's arrangement of this. He he uh, he brilliantly plays, you know, the solo on the brand new mando cello, which is also the equivalent of it's like a male cello.
Fifth track from the new album, Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite out December 1st on Bandcamp. And if you do pick it up on that first day, 100% of the proceeds go right to the artist. Of course, if you hear this after the fact, you don't have to wait till the start of the next year, January, to pick it up on the first Friday. Pick it up whenever you can. But if you happen to pick it up on December 1st, the day it comes out, well, not only are That's you supporting cool. the, the artist with the 100% of the proceeds, but you can also have bragging rights that you're the first in your neighborhood. <laughs> well, we are going oh, yeah. through yeah. the tracks. And what well, we talked about on tracks a um, little while ago, and you will you give the mm -hmm. definition again? On tracks is uh, um, actually, uh, uh, it's French for between the acts. So it's something that gets played, get people back in their seats, you know, which is, Actually, the original Nutcracker, they didn't have that, uh, but uh, I think, you know, they figured out that people would just go back in their seats anyway. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, for, for Strayhorn, he, he, th he was a musical comedy aficionado, and so he just said, well, we should just do this, you know, we'll just, we'll just reprise the overture, but have hot solos and, you know, make it all you know, exciting and rev up the speed a little bit. So Aiden, our... Our, our bassist uh, did a great job on this and just made it so fun. And it's it's just like a, it's sort of like, yeah, it's like a station break or something like that. You know, we'll be back in two seconds <laughs> after this important message <laughs> and just like dump a bunch of, you know, great jazz solos on you in a very short time. So that's, that's the on track. <laughs>
the sixth track on the new album mr sun plays duke ellington's nutcracker suite and if that doesn't get your heart pumping i don't know what will <laughs> yeah all right we're done yeah. <laughs> well we are going Take track that. by track as i said and we're coming up to the seventh one Shavasky's transmogrification or the ballet's transmogrification actually which oh. yeah it it you know i think most people are going to see it as transmogrification which is fine it's a lot it's a lot of syllables but again you know in the spirit of uh, we, i talked about a little bit of this this is a tune i pulled out of the ballet part which is not normally played in the uh, orchestral suite so um but it just sounds it's so cool and it sounded like something you know john called what would john coltrane do that's something i ask myself on a regular basis although not every day um so this um yeah in the spirit of my favorite things and and, and that kind of thing um you know uh uh i just you know okay well what you know how do we you know what's my basis you know what's my history and and just you know stylistic you know base and for me dog music is is where i you know really i mean i was playing bluegrass and fiddle tunes and rock and you know pop and all that stuff but as you know a serious you know professional musician who you know was you know on you know doing something serious uh publicly uh you know dog music david grisman's music was you know that stuff is burned into my DNA at this point, I, I, you know, I can play any of that stuff, you know, on call and, uh, you know, just, you know, beautiful genius stuff and, uh, just a kind of a stylistic, original stylistic framework that, uh, stands up and people are still doing this and we'll, we'll be doing it for a long time. So that's what I did. I just, uh, I took, uh, a theme, three little themes from this one ballet thing right before the inter right before the uh, the break uh and uh just turn them into dog music and we um you know and, and everybody in that band knows how to play that stuff and uh so yeah i think it's a nice little you know kind of a miniature that just uh really goes with the rest of the with the rest of the thing and, and you know my personal contribution to uh whatever you know this is <laughs>
track on the new album mr sun plays duke ellington's nutcracker suite available december 1st digitally on cd as well as on vinyl and if you head over to Bandcamp, just type in mr sun and it will bring you to not just this re this recording but all of the great recordings from mr sun by the way i should mention this is going to be on adi europa which is a first time working with them for you. Yeah. Yeah. Adi Europa. It's easy to say, kind of hard to pronounce, to spell, but um, yeah, they're, they're an amazing label. They've, they're doing a lot of, you know, classical crossover and jazz stuff. I think they've got a great, uh, they got a couple of Grammy nominees uh, this year. Um, yeah. They're just right in the middle of, you know, music, interesting music, a lot of string music, but other styles as well. Um, They've got, you know, another uh, fantastically great um, jazz violinist uh, who I've known since she was like 14, uh, Sarah, uh, let's see, yeah, Sarah Caswell, who I think she's up for a couple of Grammys at this point, jazz, jazz Grammy, great jazz violinist. Um, so they're doing all kinds of great things. They're all even putting out, uh, uh, my friend, uh, <laughs> George Jackson, who's a, a kind of, sort of an all-time fiddler but not really he's he's uh he he's one of those kind of pan stylistic guys that's really that sort of cycles everything through his all-time fiddle filter but man it's so much more than that he just put out a record on andrea Opa. he so, did yeah. yeah there's so many great artists you mentioned george of course joe k walsh has done it yeah My buddy ben Krakauer. i mean oh yeah ethan satiawan and yeah. it just the list goes on and on and it's become one of those labels that yeah. i know when they're attached i'm going to want to pick it up over at Bandcamp. yeah 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 and of course joe's record uh if not now who um it's really one of my favorite records of all time actually it's turned into something that um you know, if I don't listen to it, you know, for a couple of days, I get lonely for it. I, I yeah. put it on again. You know, it's just such a great, great record. So, yeah, if, you, if you're out there, just, uh, yeah, pick up Joe's record, too. If you're tired of Ellington, you, know, you can go to Joe's, if not now, who? And that's well, <laughs> an amazing record. Run, Don't Walk. And actually, speaking of Don't Walk, we're coming up to ah. Don't Walk on the Flowers, Waltz of the Flowers. Yeah, there's the there's where that law of conservation waltzes comes in because um, Strayhorn turned this into a you know like a jazz walk, doo, 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 you know, just kind of a you know real badass kind of jazz walking thing, 
which totally works so beautifully for this. You know, this is that da 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 da, da you know, waltz. But, um, you know, so string horn, we went with that completely. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's see, I can't, yeah, something like that. So since it's a walk, you know, you want to walk, but you don't want to walk on the flowers, you know, because then the flowers get, you know, they get damaged and, you know, we've got to preserve those flowers. You know, we need the flowers. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. So that's, this one's a kind of a big deal. This had a very famous trombone solo by uh, uh, Lawrence Brown, who was one of the, the pr premier trombone players uh, of the Ellington organization for many years. And uh, <clears throat> we thought, well, you know, those guys, they're all like instantly recognizable players. You know, you just, they so original. And the fact that Alec can kind of just kind of find a way to work them into, you know, this big band all together and like that was, was genius really. And, and he'd write, you know, whole pieces for individuals. Uh, so this was Lawrence Brown's feature. And uh, so we needed somebody who could really kind of slide around, right? And when, when you think slide, <laughs> I mean, who else comes? I mean, the very first person that comes to mind when I think about slide is, uh, you know, of course, you know, Flux, Jerry Douglas, you know, and so, uh, yeah, and, and of course, he's a string instrument, and, and uh, Jerry's like, he can play anything, and uh, so we, we brought in, you know, a ringer there for, for the trombone solo, and <laughs> Jerry just did, oh, God, he just added so much to the, the track, even just like a little tiny things you know he's just such a genius so yeah so we've got uh, we've got the big man effect we got like lights of violins punching in and out and then and then uh, jerry douglas just doing his thing <laughs> Thank you. 
Walk on the Flowers, Waltz of the Flowers. From the new album, Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite out December 1st on Bandcamp. You can pick it up digitally, CD, or vinyl. And who arranged that last one? Oh, that was that was me. Yeah, you know, when you arrange this stuff, I mean, everybody jumps in, you know, on the playing and, and contributes their, their stuff. It's really, um, it's, you know, you, the, the essential melody and notes and harmonies are, you know, pretty much written, but everybody does, you know, such beautiful stuff, just kind of, just contributes. Like, a, you know, any jazz band or, you know, most, you know, original music or, or string bands, anything like that, you know, it's about the people, it's about the players. Well, Daryl, I'm curious, you talked about how certain parts were written out and other times like Grant or Joe would improvise on a particular piece. When you are going to be out playing this, are you going to try to adhere to what's on the recording or are you going to let your improvisation fly? Well, there's only about two, two places really on the whole record that, that anybody is playing like, uh, you know, like a transcribed solo, you know, right. and of course on the Ellington record, those solos were, were improvised, uh, except, you know, most of them were, I, th I think, you know, there might be a couple of exceptions, you know, but um, yeah, I think part of the, you know, the only way that it's going to really be possible to do this without like our heads exploding or just like freaking out, you know, because it is the, you know, it's kind of a joke with musicians about the Nutcracker Suite, you know, the original suite, because, you know, it's every year, you know, it's the same thing. And it's like where a lot of musicians make their home, their money for the year, right? And they play this thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, and they, they got all kinds of names for it, like Ballbuster and stuff like that. And because it's just, you know, the same over and over. But with this stuff, you know, it's it's really because we can take improvised solos over the changes, even though, you know, the front and the back, the melodies are really set. And there are certain harmonies that have to be played. But, you know, there's all kinds of places in every tune that you know, allow for, you know, for improvisation, which is, you know, you know that's jazz. So that's that. That's what's going to really make it, you know, fun for us and, and, and fun, for, you know, fun for the audience, too, because, you know, we never know quite what to expect, you know, certain places, you know, certain places, you know what to expect, certain places you don't know. And that's the beauty of it, you know, you're kind of mixing it up like that. Well, there are certain groups, uh, Sam Ryder and the Human Hands, I don't know if you ever caught them when Sam would do oh, his yeah. thing. Sam's when great. the musicians are up on stage, they're not necessarily playing for the audience but for each other and so you can see the back and forth with them and a smile will uh -huh. creep up and the same can be said with yeah. mr sun you know yeah. you guys will smile at each other and say okay i enjoyed well, that <laughs> we're always trying to crack each other up you know yeah. it's, it's part of the, the, the just the deal with this band is that you know and and it it is open i mean we're, it's not like some kind of you know it's not an in-joke really and you know, the jokes everybody's in on it you know uh, and that's that's important too. You can't just be up there, you know, you know, cackling about, about your own stuff. But but just being the the sharing of you know just an attitude and you know, just say, oh, <laughs> I bet you're gonna think this is cool. You know, <laughs> check this out. Um, and that you know, it's all you know, right? You know, we're there with the audience, and that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. You know? And that's 
I guess I'm coming to the point that it's great to have the recording, but if you see that Mr. Sun is out there playing, you're not going to get the exact same thing you're getting on the recording. You want to get out and experience live music. I want to encourage that all the time, oh, yeah. but especially with a group like Mr. Sun, when they're touring behind this, if you see their plan, do get out because you're in for a great night. I remember last time Mr. Sun came through Central Virginia, they were playing down at Potter's Craft Cider and a lot of folks right. were just there to experience it. So it's <laughs> get out and experience live music, folks. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the yeah, ninth that's, that's track. Fun. Sorry. Yeah. We're coming up on the ninth track, 100% Arabica or the Arabian Dance. Yeah. This one. I'd be the most, you know, in some ways the most serious one. We kind of, you know, we weren't really necessarily planning on that, but it just came out that way, uh, just, the, just the content of it. This is a Grant Gordy arrangement. Again, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the guy that is the most into chords of anybody in the band, um, you know, uh, arranged the two tunes that had the least amount of chords in them. But, um, you know, this is a really beautiful. I mean, it really, you know, manipulating textures and tones and it just <clears throat> there's something you know i mean just the whole arabian thing is so freighted you know it's it's uh, there's so much heaviness uh and has been historically forever and <clears throat> so you know we kind of took that on a little bit and uh, i you know i really tried to uh you know I, I worked a lot when i was teaching at berkeley i was teaching right next to uh a fellow named uh, Simon Shaheen, who is one of the great uh, uh, Arabian music virtuosos. He's an incredible musician. I, deep, 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 deep. I can't even tell you how much, you know, and he, he really, he's a great oud player and he's also a great violin player. And not only does he play all the, all the makams, all the different modes of, uh, Arabian music, but he also uh, went to conservatory and studied Bach and everything else. So the guy is, he really understands music in a so, you know, like for a multiscopic way. Just uh, get to get to be around him for eight years or so uh, was really a great thing. And um, although I didn't, <clears throat> I mean, I didn't absorb as much as I wish I had, uh, I did get a few little things and so i've tried to put like kind of you know that kind of approach to pitch you know just playing uh certain notes in a certain way that uh sound you know that that get a vibe you know that it's you can't well that's why we have music right you know if, if we could explain everything in words then what would we need music for so yeah i think there was really um you know this be, turned into a kind of a really kind of a special moment for the group as we recorded this i remember it was very late at night this happened and uh, yeah and of course aiden plays a, a tremendous solo that sounds like like you know a ten thousand pound oud like the biggest oud you ever heard so it's it's just a great uh, i think it's really kind of the emotional centerpiece of the of the whole record
The ninth track on the new album, Mr. Sun, plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite, out December 1st over at Bandcamp, digitally, CD, as well as on vinyl. And it's out on Odd Europa Records. And, you know, they actually have a nice deal, Daryl, that you probably know about, is that I think they call it the bagel deal, where you can do one <laughs> purchase and pick up all of the recordings that year from Odd Europa. So. Oh wow, it's a pretty All sweet. Right, yeah, yeah. what do they call it? The everything bagel or something. Like that? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, typical for yeah, yeah, typical New York, you know, company there. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> everybody eats bagel. It's bagels are like way of life yeah. up there. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And yeah, uh, well, last... you know, they've got an incredible roster. Yeah, sorry, they sure do. And that last track was 100% Arabica or the Arabian Dance, which means we've just got one track left. And that would be yeah, Russian Fox Chase. what a track it is. <laughs> Russian Fox Chase, yeah. The Russian dance, which, uh, you know, big, you know, audiences love this one. And we really thought that, well, okay, you know, um, we're going to, you know, just as Strayhorn and Ellington, you know, turned everything into like you know, music of their, you know, that they grew up playing, you know, which, you know, we, you know, have actually grown up playing a lot of jazz too, but we also have very deep bluegrass roots. <clears throat> um, Joe Grant and I uh, spent a lot of time playing bluegrass, and I think we, we kind of know what we're doing with that, and so we thought, well, the Russian dance, okay, let's, it's obviously bluegrass. It was, it was you know, Tchaikovsky was thinking, Bluegrass, you know, he, he might not have had the word for it, but he knew he knew what he wanted, and we gave it to him. <laughs> we well, uh, we got Allison Brown. In Russian is actually Monroe, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peter, that's a yeah, very um, <laughs> very perceptive. Um, so. Yeah, um, so we got Allison Brown, who, uh, I mean, you know, our friend, or <clears throat> my own buddy, <laughs> got a lot of old buddies out here in Nashville, uh, who is just such a great banjo player. And, and you know, it kind of worked out great because I'm going, Allison, would you play banjo on this? We're going to do it bluegrass. We're going to do the Russian. She says, oh, yeah. I I danced in the nut. I was in the little, I was a little kid running around and a tutu you know for the nutcracker suite in san diego you know 
so it's it was full circle for her you know it's like and uh, you know as uh, Allison is is also just such a funny you know she's so smart so funny and and uh, you know I, I especially would love to direct your attention to the very end of this piece because she does an Earl Scruggs lick and and extrapolates it downward into it's just the most brilliant thing uh, I think I've ever heard on banjo. It's just so funny and wonderful. So that was a beautiful moment, you know, cutting this bluegrass version of the Russian dance um, with with uh, you know with the group and Allison, and it just turned out. I think it's great, and it's definitely in the spirit of you know, like okay, we're gonna you know transmogrify this stuff into uh, you know uh, a bunch of crazy maniacal original people who just have a <laughs> have a musical opinion about everything. <laughs>
final track there, Russian Fox Chase or Chapak. And that's <laughs> on the brand new album. Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite out digitally on CD and vinyl on December 1st. And if you happen to pick it up on December 1st, well, 100% of the proceeds go right to the artist. And you can go over to Bandcamp yeah. and just type in Mr. Sun and it'll pop right up or Mr. Sun's website. Or if you're lucky enough, wherever they are touring in December as they kick off this first of several years of touring around the holidays behind <laughs> this album. Yeah. yeah, we really locked ourselves into like a schedule here. Uh, and that, you know, you can find that that schedule on, on MrSunBand.com. And uh, my website and Grant's, Joe's, we all we all have the, the schedule up and we will occasionally just Wildcat post it on Facebook and stuff like that. So you can, yeah, we're going to be trying to try to be in everybody's face with that. But in Northeast and Cal Northern California, where we're going to really concentrate our uh, efforts this year. But uh, as Arnold Schwarzenegger famously said, no, no, I'll be back. <laughs> And so, yeah. perhaps one of those venues, more and more of them are doing it, are actually streaming now. So perhaps folks might be oh, able yeah. to watch that as well. I'm sure that you know there, there's going to be an opportunity for that this this December. You know, for people to stream stuff. And of course, that's yeah. Given you know the weather and all that stuff, you know, you might might be a smart choice. Now I was just going to say that you know for those who are not lucky enough to see it, you are posting some videos as time goes by as well so which will keep us yeah very excited so yeah yeah we have you know various videos uh, up you know through uh let's see fretboard journal i'm not sure if fretboard journal will still have this up by the time uh we uh well i think it'll be in their archives and then you know we'll probably be in our archives too but there's a little little documentary making of the of the premiere and everything there's up and then we uh you know we have we have some stuff it's it's going to be pretty available you can see what we're doing how we're doing it and it's it's going to be really fun this december mostly we're going to be working uh, as i say without a net we're going to be doing this big these big band stuff uh just as the four piece and that you know boiling that down to that you know we already boiled it down from big band into like a augmented uh string band but now we're, we're boiling it down further to just the essence I'm really excited about that because I think it's going to, you know, um, everybody in the band is so resourceful and, and creative that I think we'll be able to, uh, you know, make something really beautiful uh, and surprising, perhaps, uh, in a good way, not unpleasant <laughs> surprises. That's what we want, pleasant surprises. It's the holidays, um, you know, people leaving their houses, you know, to, to hear this stuff. So we want it to be pleasant. Well, Keep checking out MrSunBand.com to see where that tour is going on or Daryl's website or Joe's or Grant's. And certainly pick up a copy of the new album, Mr. Sun Plays Duke Ellington's Nutcracker Suite, out December 1st, uh, any number of ways, digitally, CD, right. or vinyl. Daryl, as always, it's always a treat. Thanks for stopping by and going through the um, album with us. Thanks, Peter. Can't thank you enough for you know uh, helping us out with this and you know getting, getting people aware aware of it you know it's it's i mean it's community radio it's people like you guys that are like making it possible for musicians to you know even survive at this point and really just you know i can't tell you you know how grateful we are 
general. And I know that grows for everybody in the band. You know, I, I know you've talked to Grant and Joe a lot, and uh, you know, with their projects, and, and it's just uh, it's great to have somebody in our corner. You know, uh, so I really appreciate it, and thanks to WTJU for you know making this work. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and and we're just trying to do our part and get the music out to you guys and, and uh, making sure it's good. And oh. And one last thing I should mention, not just the recordings, but if you happen to be someone who puts up a tree, there are some ornaments available of all four <laughs> oh, members. Man. All right. Oh, my God. This is so hilarious. You know, Joe is, uh, he's, <laughs> this was Joe's idea too. You know, like this marketing, <laughs> Christmas ornaments, uh, where I don't even have any, oh, dang, I should, do I have them? I, God, do I? Where are they? I, <laughs> let me see. Have I, oh God, this is crazy. I might not be able to find, I don't know what I did with them. Uh, oh, here they are. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, you, maybe you can just cut this out or maybe you want it because it's like, it's got a, it's like a action, action movie sequence there. Indeed. Well, you mentioned Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. I'll be right. back. <laughs> this is the most insane merchandise item I've ever seen. This is us. <laughs> As nutcrackers. Right? It's so nutty. Um, yeah, Joe found this company that does Christmas ornaments. And um, <laughs> and we've already sold out like two batches. He had to reorder and, and people, for some reason, they want these things. Uh, yeah, it, uh, they, they kind of did Aiden as, as a little Frankenstein-y guy. Um, and then Joe, of course, is, uh, Joe really looks like himself. It's really funny. He's just he's kind of, except, well, you don't, he doesn't usually smile like that. But it's so funny. I mean, it's so great. And uh, so we're going to have tons of these things on the road uh, at the merch table. You can just order them. Um, if you just, it doesn't have to be, you know, us exactly. It's just guys that play instruments that we like, right? I mean, you don't have to say who it is or anything, but just. Well, <laughs> as my family knows, Earl, I don't hang up any Christmas ornaments or any holiday decorations, but when they come to visit, they're going to say, hey, you've got Christmas tree ornaments. Who are those four people? And I'll say, well, <laughs> that's the exception. Mr. Oh, Song counts. So, Peter, you're a man among men in the wonderful world of bluegrass. I, I can't believe that's <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> ordering. Some of it. It's like, wow. Yeah, I'm sure we'll sell more on those when we do this, the, the recording. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Errol, thanks be? again. I don't know. <laughs> thanks, Peter. All right. <laughs>